Our scripture today comes from James chapter 1, starting at verse 22. I invite you to follow along on the screen or, or in your Bibles with you. Hear the word of the Lord. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this opportunity that even as we sit here, even as your spirit has been moving among us already, that we would know that by your spirit, our hearts and our minds would be open, that we would be able to receive the word that you have just for us this day. And gracious Lord, I pray you'll take these words of mine, that turning them from water into wine, you will take even the simplest of things and do a miracle with it here in our midst. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in a series right now, six weeks, taking 40 days to go through uh, the Word, 40 days in the Word, to go through different ways that we can be engaging God's Word, studying God's Word, meditating on God's Word, and seeing how it can transform our lives. We are being encouraged that we wouldn't just love the Word, we wouldn't only learn the Word, but we'd also live the Word. That's what, uh, that's what we should be doing. That God's Word isn't just something that we get to read and know and, and learn about Him and love Him. We have to actually do something with it too. So starting about two weeks ago, we, we talked about how, how one way that we could consider um, just engaging God's Word, maybe that's not something we've done before, is by pronouncing the God's Word, by actually saying it aloud. Saying it aloud and, and emphasizing different words as we go. Saying it a couple of different times and, and seeing how when we really consider the words on that page, the words in that verse, we, we can see how it really brings to life in a new way. It helps our understanding, our meditation, and our comprehension. Helps us to hold on to what God is saying. Then we also talked last week about, about picturing it about picturing the Word of God, that as we're reading through Scripture, taking time to actually picture what it would be like to be where they were, to, to be one or another of the people involved. <clears throat> How would it be if, if I were there? What are the questions that I would think? How would, how would I have walked away from that, from that engagement? What would I have gleaned from it? Because as we, as we engage God's word and consider those things, it, it just allows it to sit with us a bit more. You know, the more you engage something, the longer you'll be able to think on it and meditate on it, even after you've walked away from it. Well, this morning, I'd like to talk to us about, about probing God's word, about asking the questions taking the time to actually engage and ask questions and, and see how, as we sit with it, we might find what God is actually saying to us as we, as we ask more of God. 
coming with that expectation. Okay, so who do you think of when I say they ask so many questions? Right? Listen, I know, <clears throat> I know number one that probably came to most of our minds is a child, a child that just asks a million questions. And when they're first getting talking, they're going to ask every why they possibly can. Why, 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 right? Yeah, the sky, uh, what is it? Uh, we're going to go over to grandma's. Why? Well, I need to take something to her. Why? Because she's wanting to make cookies and she needs this. Why? right? And it just keeps going. And you feel like you're just talking constantly because you're answering why. But then as they grow, there's that inquisitive nature that can take hold. And instead of the why, we get a lot more detailed in our questions. Why is the sky blue today? It's a good question. There were clouds yesterday, weren't there? Yes, there were clouds yesterday. I thought you said it was going to rain today. Well, that's, yes, there's rain that's supposed to come later. Well, are there going to be the white clouds like yesterday? Hmm, probably not. Are they going to be the gray clouds? Most likely, that's usually a rain cloud. And they just keep going. But there aren't clouds now. Why aren't there clouds now? I, I don't know. I can't tell you all of the answers to everything. But their inquisitive nature just takes hold, right? And you can see their little minds just working, trying to process and learn. Who else do you know that asks a lot of questions? Maybe it was a teacher that would, that would teach by asking questions. Or, or maybe it was that neighbor that you always found yourself kind of spending time with, and they just helped by asking you questions. They helped you learn. Maybe you were helping with some, with some fixing some project. Do, I, do you need this tool? Mm, I don't know. Do you think that that's going to work on this? Well, we just used that. Yeah, you did just use that. Is that the same here as it is there? Um, no, maybe I need this one. Well, see if it fits. Uh, I don't think this is right. Which one do you think you should use? We can teach by asking questions. Maybe it's a friend or a coworker, a family member. I had one of those. Uncle Jack, Glittergrand's brother, my great uncle, he would ask you a million and one questions. You could be sure that as soon as you saw him, the questions would begin. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Uncle Jack? Great. Now, the last time I saw you, you told me that you were going on a trip. How was that trip? It was good. Thanks for asking. Now, did you meet anyone while you were on the trip? Well, yeah, there were some people I met. Have you kept in contact with any of them? Um, well, not really, no. You know, just some nice people that I met along the way. Well, tell me, what was your favorite part of that trip? Okay, well, I really enjoyed this. Oh, that's fascinating. Now, do you think there was a follow-up question to everything you said. Everything. I've never known somebody with that many questions, but that man had every question you could think of and ones you couldn't have even thought. Questions. <laughs> questions. The purpose of a question is to elicit some kind of information, right? 
We're trying to gain some understanding, perhaps. We're learning there's something that we've not known before. Maybe it's something that we know something about, and so we're just trying to get some more details from it. We ask questions a lot. I bet there are some of you sitting here this morning who asked a question before you even got out of bed. It went something like this. The alarm went off, your eyes were still closed, and you asked yourself, do I hit snooze or do I get up? We ask ourselves questions all the time. We ask questions with our families. We ask questions at work. We ask questions of the store clerk and of the doctor's office. We ask questions at school. We ask questions of the mechanic. We ask questions about what we're watching and what we're reading. We ask questions as we create things. We ask questions about what others have created. We're always asking questions. I bet if we thought about it, you'd be surprised at how many questions you ask in a day, whether out loud or in your own head. We're always asking questions. We want to learn. We're asking questions to learn. We're asking questions because we care. We're asking questions because uh, that wasn't what we knew to be true. We're asking questions to bring clarity. We're always asking questions. You know, every time I was with my Uncle Jack, there were some times that I would leave exhausted (laughs) from all of the questions. But every time I left feeling cared for and understood and valued, maybe questioning something that I hadn't really considered about my own life, or maybe realizing that I felt something because I said out loud something I had never said out loud before. I wonder how many of us, if we knew that that's how we would feel when we were done, How many of us would engage scripture like that? If we knew that after we had spent time in God's word, after we had taken some time to ask some questions while we were there, if we knew that we would end up leaving feeling like like we knew even more the care that God had for us, if we left that time with the Lord feeling like we were valuable, feeling like there were some things that we were speaking or hearing or understanding for the first time that we hadn't really, really understood before. I wonder if we expected that from our time with God, if we would find ourselves there a lot more. I want to give us a couple of questions to start with. Just a few that might help in our our spending time in God's Word. Then maybe as you're reading a passage and you're thinking, I don't know if I really get this, that might be the best time to ask a few questions. So here are three. 
first one is, what did it mean then? To ask the question of what you've just read, what did this mean then? To the people who heard it, to the people who lived it, experienced it, what did it mean then? The next question was, what is the timeless truth? Even though I wasn't there and I didn't have that first encounter with it, what is the timeless truth that even today is still true, is still powerful, is still necessary? Then asking the question, how does it apply now? How does it apply now? Something else I want to encourage you with, that as you're engaging those questions, write it down. Write down the truth. Write down the thing that God is speaking to you about that passage. Okay, so the last couple of weeks we've practiced. So let's do a little practice. I'm going to ask Chad if we could go to verse 25, right? Okay, here we go. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now, what did this mean then? Well, that perfect law, right? What was that perfect law? What was the law? Right, what did it, and what did it mean? Well, there were things there in the Old Testament that are still there. Things are still there that we need to pay attention to. How about the first one? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Number one, put God first in everything. That's, that's a law, part of God's perfect law. What are other things that were in the law? Things about how we bring ourselves to worship, what we bring, our offerings that we bring, right? It was, it was bring the first of what you have. And that's what we're still invited and asked to do, that we're called to do. Bring the first of what you have. Give it back to God. Why? Because everything that we have has come from the Lord. There are other laws, other things that we're told. How to, how to engage our families, how to, how to engage our neighbors, things that we were called to do, things that allowed us to be seen as people of God, not people of the world not people that, that uh, bowed to idols, but here is who we are according to God's law. Well, that, is, that was part of the meeting then, right? They heard this, they saw the perfect law of God, and that would be what came to mind. So what is perhaps a timeless truth that we might find here? We are still called to that law, that perfect law that gives freedom. We have freedom through the law of God because of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't say, I've come, now forget about all of that. He said, I have come that I might fulfill the law. We still put God first. 
we still bring what we have to God. We still bring that tithe and that offering. We still pay attention to God's word and obey it according to how we're to love others, how we're to care for others, how we're to care for creation. This is all there in what we're called to do, what we're instructed that we're to do. A timeless truth. It also says, though, that we're supposed to do it. So how are we actually applying it? Are we applying it? Because it says that not forgetting what we've heard, but doing it. And there's a promise. Did you catch that piece? There's a promise that if we don't just hear, but actually do, we will be blessed in what we do. Well, that's a truth, but it's only true if we do what it says. <laughs> okay, so I really like the imagery that, that we've got, though, in the previous verses. So I'm going to ask Chad to pop there back, back there for a second. Um, anyone who listens, right, verse 23, listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Anybody willing to confess that there are times where you'd like to forget what you just saw in the mirror? <laughs> so, I mean, there are days. There are days, right? But, you know, as I was sitting and, and asking these questions of this text, I thought, oh, I'd, I'd actually like to forget sometimes what I look like. But when I think about it according to God's word— I don't want to forget what that looks like. I don't want to forget what God says in his word. I don't want to forget what it says about, about his love for me, about his grace for me. I don't want to forget about that call that I'm supposed to care for the people that aren't like me. But that means that I actually have to do the things too. I can't just I can't just know it. I can't just love it and let other things be forgotten. If I know God's word, if I love God's word, if I see what I'm called to do, I need to do it. Not forgetting but doing even the things that I just would rather not do the things that are hard, the things that push me. We aren't just obtaining information here. We aren't just asking the questions so that we'll learn something. We have to actually do something with it. But it's in the doing that we will see our lives changed that we'll see our lives transformed, that we will see the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ beings shown in others' lives because we'll see it happening even in our own. So my friends, let us not only be hearers of the word, but let us be doers and thereby seeing the very blessings 
of God. Will you pray with me? O oh God of power and might, the one who shines your light even in the darkest places, would you shine your light? Shine your light from the very living word that we have access to every day, that we would see the places as we ask the questions where your timeless truth will be made clear and we will see just how it is that we need to be applying it to our lives so that God, you will be honored and glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.